0: Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Six Initiative podcast, where two friends get the chance to interview different professionals from various industries to share their insights, experiences, and stories.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I just want to bounce back and go a little bit more into into business. I really want to pick your brain about mm-hmm. um your marketing, and yeah. uh, I've been I've been battling with this uh with this idea for a while and. You know, if you you spend so much time on social media, like you'll see a mm-hmm. lot of good ads for low quality products, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> what I want to ask you is, um, let's like take, like set aside, you know, drop shipping from like AliExpress or like mm-hmm. uh, all those kinds of uh, all those kinds of drop shipping companies. But mm-hmm. you, as a marketer, like you were talking about scaling someone from like you know low hundred low thousand dollar a month up to like Mm a million two million dollars a month yeah is it possible to do that with the the power of the internet with a crappy product or Mm -hmm. does the quality of the product have to mean have some sort of have to maintain some sort of integrity
2: like what's your Um, what's your take mm -hmm. on that so if you want to hit like millions on millions and keep expanding like past those heights and like like the $100 million plan I have, you're going to need like a quality product where it's it's not even a matter of like how many people can I find to sell this product to, it becomes a matter of what else can I offer these people that enjoy my product more stuff. There are people who've made hundreds and thousands of dollars off of shitty products and like even in the millions because like there's enough people in the U.S. alone or even in North America and like the world alone. So like... What we like to work with is something called Power Five. Power Five is the U.S., Canada, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, um, and uh, uh, Australia. These people are all willing to pay like U.S. dollars for a product. Like Canadians might get a little pissed about it, but they're still willing to pay. It. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, Oh my god. Yeah, like the population massed in like those five areas is insane. Like, I, what is it like uh, five hundred million people? Probably way higher than that. Like I know, the U.S. alone is at 330 million total. I think Uh, Canada is at what, like 35 or 40 million. Like, there is a huge amount of people in this area. So, like, if you can have a product with, like, if you can secure somehow a $10 profit margin across the board and sell it to like even 10 million people, you're looking at 100 million dollars, right? And that's just selling each person the one product to 10 million people. You got to find something that like varies hard enough that it can sell to 10 million people, but. Like just just think about it like like that like even if you get a million people or a hundred thousand people at a ten dollar profit margin like just add just move the decimal over you're making cash like that's why I push subscription products so hard uh, so the subscription model really hard right now because like if you can think of a product and keep a hundred thousand people happy with the ten dollar profit margin every month like let's say you have a subscription box that sells for twenty five bucks uh, it costs you. Five bucks to produce the box, it costs you $10 to sell the box, and you get that $15 profit margin every month or something like that. Or maybe it costs you 15 bucks to produce the box, so you're selling for 25 with to $10 profit margin. If you have 100,000 people that are happy, you're making a million dollars a month, and you're just gonna focus on keeping those 100,000 people happy. 100,000 people isn't even a lot of people when you think about it in the grand scheme of things when there's like literally billions on the planet. Like you just gotta find that niche of people, build it out. Like obviously it's gonna take longer, um, and it's gonna cost a little bit more initially but if you can build out something that keeps those people happy, you're going to make an absolute butt ton of money, uh, going into the future. Like you might be like, it, it depends on the type of person you are too. It's like, obviously I want to, I, I want to make a hundred million dollars a year. Like that is the goal is to build a company that can do that. But like if I fell short and I was doing 10 million a year, like, am I going to be pissed? No, I'm just, <laughs> a, a 10 million. That's a lot of money. <laughs> 10 million is a lot of money. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, like you can do it with one product. Um, uh, if you really go hard and like your profit margins are there and you build a great right audience. Because the really cool thing with Facebook that you can do too is like, Facebook and IG have like an insane many users, like literally over, I think like 300 million. <laughs> um, if you guys can come up with like a product to sell to like three or 4,000 people, what ends up happening is those three or 4,000 people are clearly your target audience. So the people who are willing to buy. You can take those three or 4,000 emails, put it into Facebook, and create what they what they call a look like audience, which we'll find because Facebook and Instagram stocks absolutely living shit oh. out of you. Uh, they know all your interests, they know your shopping habits, they know like uh, who you are as a person. That look like audience they'll produce for you is going to be um, you can choose one through ten percent. One percent being the most like those people, ten percent being the least like those people, but still ten percent range. That's still amazing. Um, so. So basically what happens is you create that look like audience that has all those same habits um, and those people are the most likely to convert, right? So you just push out that traffic essentially to them and like you're going to start printing money because your return on ad spend is going to go way up. Uh, so yeah, the ultimate answer to your question is like, yeah, you can have one shitty product and like not need people to be a repeat buyer for you to do 10 million, 100 million dollars, uh, depending on kind of like the range of the product, what the product is, the niche and everything. Um, I believe you can sell anything with good marketing. Um, yeah. And the audience, the audience does exist um, yeah. once you learn things like the Facebook ad manager, uh, Snapchat ad manager, and so on and so forth. That's
1: that's interesting. The The reason why I ask <laughs> is because I got suckered into buying something that looked really cool in the video, and then <laughs> I bought it during Christmas. It didn't mm-hmm. come until, like, mid-February, and uh, it was just like... Yeah. I was just so disappointed, and I'm just like, man, like, that video, like, convinced me that it was, like, you know, this, like, real company that was, like, that was like manufacturing this from scratch, <laughs> and then I get the package, and it's just, like, it's from, like, it's some crazy. factory in China, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. fuck, I, I know what
2: I just so, bought. Yeah, there's a few ways you can kind of get around that, so, like, uh, one reason I throw back to, like, going onto the Facebook page going to the ad library and those kinds of things. because some of the ads actually have discount codes. So you can actually get a discount when you're online shopping. So before you buy anything, always go through that and like check to see if there's a discount code you can kind of utilize. From the the things, like if they from their ad, ads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if you look up their ads, some people are running um, different ads that might be targeted at different people where they're like, oh, 10% code, 50% code. So you can go and use those codes on the actual website and get a discount.
1: Oh. Um,
2: the other really interesting thing is that because Google offers reverse image search, you can save the image from the website, try to reverse image search it, add the word AliExpress to the search with the photo, and you might be able to find the product on AliExpress or Alibaba or something like that. You'll be like, oh, this product's a dropship product, I'm just gonna order on AliExpress for a third the price. Yeah. Um, And now you're saving money, and you also will kind of get an indication of like, is this a real brand or not? God Um, damn it. There's, there's, there's like little tools you can figure out like that will, that will make like your online shopping experience a lot better and easier and even like cheaper and like have you save money. Um,
0: hey, wait, was it, was it a car charger?
2: No, no, no. Oh. It was,
1: uh, it was like, the, I don't even want to tell you guys it's just a stupid fucking
2: thing. <laughs> no, well, sorry. I mean like, so like take companies like Wish for example, like Wish is entire, like everybody bitches about like the shit they get on Wish. Like everything on Wish looks like garbage We you yeah. get it most of the time. Like, which is literally an app that they just basically, like, put AliExpress into. Yeah. Asked it to look, like, North American, basically. And they just off the price. by like, I think, like, a dollar on every product. So, that like, when you put an order in, it just auto-buys from AliExpress, ships to the person. Yeah. Uh, they profit a dollar. And, like, now it's, like, a billion-dollar company. The the founder's actually from Vancouver. Like, he just he sold it. He's just chilling.
1: Yeah. they They fucking... They have their ad on, like, the Lakers uniform and stuff it's great yeah
2: yeah because yeah, it makes
1: they make so much money they just it's just what you get a call fuck you money <laughs> yeah yeah my aunt buys from wish literally like we we're getting packages like every week and it's just like random junk that she, <laughs> that she keeps buying but yeah so the thing that i bought it, it was this fucking like so in my building i don't park underground i park outside so i bought this fucking yeah. cover that's supposed to go on top of like your windshield so it doesn't freeze <laughs> yeah. And it's right. literally like just some a cloth. Like it's really just a big cloth. I was just like fuck dude, this this ad got me so bad. Yeah, dude, they're, they're, they're pretty good on their stuff, but like
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll have it'll so, happen So
0: you basically bought a blanket.
2: I did. I did. I threw it away. I I imagined like a, like a, like a dining table, dining table, like cloth. That's exactly (laughs) it. That's exactly it. Uh
0: It's
2: that, it's that very like water
1: resistant uh, material. Mm -hmm. And once I got the package, I was so upset with myself. I was like, damn, I thought I knew better than this, but like, there's a, there's a, there's a marketer out there. That's just like, I got you motherfucker. Like, (laughs)
2: yeah. I mean like, dude, there's people who make their websites just look amazing, super clean. You think they're a massive company? Like honestly every company I've ever ran, if you look at them like well like damn, it's some high quality shit. Like this is probably like, like when people email us saying like, hey, where's my order? I'm like like, oh like the warehouse, this, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> I am the warehouse. <laughs> 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 like, homie, it's like five guys who like work out we're working out like a small little office, yeah. for, like shipping out your product. Like there there is no warehouse, there is no grand scheme of things. That until there actually is what, what Yo,
1: how's uh how's your uh, jewellery company going?
2: Uh, so that's good. We've actually put it on pause just because, like, we want to focus on, like, the $100 billion plan. The jewelry company, like, it is great. The profit profit margins are there. We add, like, new products. Uh, we just marked everything sold out temporarily because of, like, everything going on with, like, COVID and stuff. Like, I marked it out on the website sold out just so I don't have to, like, leave too much and do too much shipping. I'm curious to see, like, kind of where the world is going to be at in, like, uh, maybe like a month or two with... Uh, production because maybe like I, I feel like a lot of print houses are going to shut down like through this like they're not going to make it through this because like hmm. they have so much overhead um, especially with like the mortgage costs on like their massive print houses and whatnot and like or the massive amounts of rent um, or even like a lot of them are financing machines right so I'm kind of waiting to see like who might survive through it and I feel like the price of producing those products actually might like get reduced so I'm kind right. of just like waiting to see what happens. Um, right now like our main focus is primarily just the marketing company and helping other companies that we're working with stay alive like mm-hmm. there's a few different companies are working with that like we're restaurants and obviously they can't pay and they have to take like a break and things and that's like if they can even come back after everything that goes on if they can work out like deals with their landlords and stuff um and then the other thing is just like there's other companies that like i work with that are like hey we want to take advantage of what's going on so obviously they need a little more attention um to kind of like get their stuff going so, like, a lot of my attention is going towards uh, the marketing company at the moment um, wow. and helping people prep. Because, like, it's, it's a very interesting time because, like, we we're, were basically forced into a recession, right? Like, right. all these people are, like, out of jobs and all that kind of stuff. So it's, like, as uh, as some time does go, um, whoever does make it through this uh, is going to be the people who make the most amount of money. Um, especially with online sales. So online sales, for example, even if you are getting a ton of traffic to your website and nobody, not as many people are buying, um, all the data that you're collecting from people on your Pixel visiting your website, you're gonna be able to make a lot of money in the holiday season when, like all of this is supposed to blow over by like mid to end of summer, um, hopefully. If anything, latest is like, what, September, October? Mm-hmm. We still have November, uh, we still have like most of October, November, December, which is where people make the most amount of money online because they're all prepping for Christmas. Um, if you can make it through kind of what's going on because all the other companies are like all these massive companies that just like didn't decide to stay lean. They decided to rent like that full office floor in downtown Toronto that costs like 50 grand a month. Like, They're people are like themselves. learning. Yeah. People are learning a lot of like new things that like you can, op- you can have your entire company operate from home. Like Shopify. Like I have, I have friends who work at Shopify and they told me straight up like, Hey, we have everybody working from home for the next six months, at the minimum, to a year. Like, Shopify gave everybody like two grand a piece, I think it was. And it was like, go buy monitors, go buy whatever you need so you can work from home and be happy from home. Um, and, like, do they have massive offices? Yeah, they have like massive headquarters in Ottawa, massive like Shopify Plus headquarters in Waterloo. They have like a few different locations in downtown Toronto where they rent like five or six different floors. Are they losing money on the rent because everyone's working from home? Yeah, but like, it's, it's kind of like this new thing that everyone's learning that like there are way leaner business models that you can follow. And it's something that I always push for. It's like, I have friends who want to go out and rent really small cubicles to work in when you can just have this really set up from home and save an extra like $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month. Um, so I think if you can make it through what's going on now, there's gonna be so much free open ad space because of all of these massive companies that are tumbling down because they didn't really build the right infrastructure um for these kinds of things like all of these massive companies are asking for like bailouts it's like yo, you make billions of dollars yeah. and you put none of that in like a fund for like a rainy day it's like i believe you should treat a business the same way you treat like your personal savings. it's like we all have a rainy day fund yeah why does why why do none of these businesses have a rainy day fund like they keep enough to like let them float for like three days like homie what rainy day lasts like three days you have like a <laughs> pandemic that happens and you're out for like a week and now it's like, okay, oh, hey, we had to like go through like 3 million people in the U.S. aren't employed because like these companies couldn't survive a week. Like that's hectic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so if you can, if you can make it through what's going on, there's a ton of open ad space right. uh, that will last. And if you think about it, like some of the greatest companies in the world came out uh, during the recession. Yeah, like yeah yeah like, Airbnb, Uber, um, and all these guys all came out in like 2008, 2009, 2010 during the last recession. But the really ju- interesting thing about this recession um, when I'm learning from like my mom and just kind of like all these trends and stuff Is that it, it was like a forced recession for the most part? Um, and it won't last as long as our last one did. the last one took like what like two three years to go. Yeah. Right? This one I would assume would take six months to a year to mm-hmm. so so
1: What uh, what can let's say you're a you're a small medium-sized business? What can mm-hmm. you start doing online right now? as of of today, April, what day is it? April 3rd. What's something that they can start doing online to kind of set themselves up so that when it gets to that period, Mm. that October, November, December, that they can maximize their profits then? Like, what can people start doing now to set themselves up for that?
2: Well, I mean, just simply collecting data because if you're running Facebook ads, the average cost per thousand impressions is way down. So it's like, you can look at Facebook and social media, like a highway and a billboard. Uh, that billboard you paid $100 to be on has maybe like 50 cars on it every single day driving down the highway. Right now, everybody and their mom is on their cell phone, on their like just on the internet looking at stuff. So that same billboard you are spending $100 on doesn't have 50 people on the highway anymore, has like 200 people on the highway right now, right? <coughs> so, we're, uh, what I would suggest businesses to start off on is to build a model that, like, if you want to do brick and mortar and be like IRL, like in real life with all of these people, build that model, but also build the online model so that you have those streams existing. Oh. Um, people who like to just build an absolute ton of places um, to sell their goods at, like, uh, I don't know, like H&M, those kinds of things, like they have stores everywhere, but they also have the online model so people can continue to order online um, and it'll kind of sustain the other side of it. Like if you take Gymshark, for example, Gymshark has one massive office, uh, I believe in Berlin. I can't remember. It's somewhere hmm. in Europe. They have one massive office, which also has their flagship store at the bottom of it, um, that people can walk in and out and buy stuff. Um, I believe their office doubles as a warehouse, too. I'm not entirely sure, but that's the model I recommend every kind of go for, is, like, take advantage now by running your ads, collecting your data, collecting emails, if you can, with the money. Um, if you need the money to survive the next couple of months, obviously don't spend it. Um, but if you can come up with a plan that will let you collect a good amount of data so that you can push traffic. In the holiday season, and you have a good holiday season plan, you can make a lot of money and probably recoup everything you're losing now. Um, but the model everybody needs to build on is how lean can we stay? Um, do you need that fancy office? Do you need that like $50,000 PC that you want to build to like do all this cool shit? Like <laughs> a lot of people want to do stuff that they like, like if you have the money, do it. But also, like build, build around the model of Let's have the IRL, in real life stuff. Let's have the online strong stuff, and then let's have our rainy day fund. Um, yeah, it's like like to have sit down like a really good account to kind of plan it all out, um, and build strategy around having all these things. Like I have some friends who primarily run um, like their whole thing is speaking at like events, and they get sponsors, and they mention the sponsors and whatnot. Mm-hmm there are no events happening yeah, for the yeah. next like year. Like even if like, after all this stuff recovers, like Canada's gonna recover before the U.S. cause we're like nowhere near as bad as they are. Um, we have nowhere near the population that they have. Like we'll be allowed to run around in Canada and like do stuff. Like I was trying to go to the Arctic and like explore the Arctic, but it's not gonna happen for like a year or two. Um, so I'm gonna travel like PEI, go like Nunavut and stuff. Like when we're, when Canada is all good. Cause we're not gonna be allowed to leave, but we're allowed to, we're gonna be allowed to do stuff in Canada for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like always have a model that dedicates across the board for how you can do things um, and basically produce money. Like the other thing that i push really hard is like building on social media is sick, but like if you can build on like your own app, so like uh, shout out to a company called Tapcart. Uh, I've put like so many different people onto them and like I'm good friends with uh, the head of... Um, I've met the CEO a couple of times and also the head of, like, he does like demos and, like, uh, answers all the questions that people have and he's been with the company a long time, so that's Iman. Um They basically help you build, like, your own app for your store through Shopify and it's, like, you can build that for anything. If you're a musician, you can build on there. If you're uh, an e-commerce store, you can build on there and, like, you can push real content to everybody and, like, push notifications. So, like... If you have an email list with 100,000 people, you're paying monthly a certain amount to send uh, unlimited emails to those people like with Klaviyo or whatever it is. If you have an SMS list, you're paying per text message you're sending out, right? Um, but if you can build your own app and get push notifications set up, you're paying a one-time monthly fee for unlimited push notifications. Like, Tapcar costs $100 a month and you could have 2 billion people subscribe to your app and you can still push notification all of them for the same 100 to $200 a month you're paying to have this app. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's a really good time to build data, build a community, um, and those kinds of things. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, that's a... <laughs> push...
1: I never thought push notifications to be something... I didn't know it was trackable. Like, I'm guessing you can track like how many people are actually reading it, dismissing it, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people think building an app is like super expensive. Um, but the really cool thing with Tapcart, so it's T-A-P-C-A-R-T uh, dot com, um, they only build on Shopify. So it's like you have a Shopify store, you install their app, you pay $100 a month, you can um, get your app put into the iOS and the Android store. Uh, for that $100 a month, it's you don't need to know any code. So it's just like a simple block builder, so you can add blocks with like, let's say you guys made a photo in Photoshop, you add like a photo uh, block, upload that photo there, and it sits in the app. So you can build this amazing app with like, uh, it's got like a hamburger menu, so you can click it, and you get all the menu buttons, and you can add like uh, links that will like pop to like a website or like your Twitter account or a Spotify page or something like that. Uh, but the key thing is when people download it, you give them a the little button that says turn on push notifications. Once you have all those push notifications on, oh man, like you're, you are in like this untapped space. So like people talk, of, people were talking about social media when email was like the main marketing thing everybody was going for. And now that everyone's like, oh, i have going to build on Instagram, I'm going to build on Twitter, I'm got to build like on Facebook. Um, I was kind of like pushed for the future of kind of like, okay, where's this going to go next? And the next thing is apps and like push notifications like that. So it's like, people were building things on uh, Facebook messengers, push notifications, like using Chat and like those kinds of tools. Um, there is this lady who runs, I think it's like a 1.5 million follower, uh, like push notification thing through Facebook where she sends you a Bible verse every morning. And once a week, apparently, she's pushing you to her store where she converts three or four hundred thousand dollars a week. Because the really cool thing about push-up vacations is like when I post on IG, when I post on Twitter, when I post on, if I send a mass email, I'm getting seen by like one through like 30% of people tops. And then I'm paying extra money to like reach everybody else. And even then, it's like I'm spending so much to reach them. And like you're fighting through this grid that's like there's so many other distractions going on, right? But when you have push notification, like let's take your, your phone, for example, even when you send an SMS blast. If you guys get like, do you guys use iPhones or Androids?
0: Android.
2: OK, so uh, I don't know how it works on Android, but on <laughs> iPhones, <laughs> on iPhones, which is the primary device that most people are on, um, it, it groups everything. So if I get like 30 text messages from like eight people, it makes a group uh, four text messages. And then like a group for Snapchat, and I can tap that to expand it and see the full list. Um, when you have your own app, you're gonna get your own section there. So when you get people on push notification, they genuinely enjoy the content. They're gonna stay subscribed to you. Um, they're gonna keep. O- they're gonna keep opening and seeing that content. So like instead of me posting and getting seen by one through max thirty percent and spending a, bu- a bunch of money to get seen by everybody else, I'm gonna be seen by eighty uh, percent plus. Is typically the rate if they're subscribed, and they're happy with what they're, the information they're getting, and the content they're getting. So like in my opinion, the next big thing is gonna be these push notifications with like really good content. So I'm always pushing companies to combine parody account, like setups with, um, with their companies. Like if I'm H&M and and i am posting photos of my pants every single day, people are going to get annoyed. People are going to stop like liking those photos. Like you're going to fall through the algorithm and it's going to like, other shit. But if you're building on um, basically like apps with real content, like, when I post any of my pages, I'm trying to post so much real content. Like when you're building a web store dedicated to dogs, are you just gonna that, that sells e-commerce clothing? Um, are you just only gonna post photos of the e-commerce clothing? No, like you're gonna post photos of these really cute dogs and stuff because that, that's that's what people want to see, right? They want to see they want to see the memes, they want to see the cute dogs, they want to see they want to see all the all the good stuff that like the brand is actually like their mission is about and like kind of what like relates to the brand, right? Like you don't want to just keep seeing the same thing over and over again because you're gonna get bored of it. So when you're building these push notifications, like, take that girl who, like, her whole thing is Bible verses and selling, like, crosses and stuff. Like, she's perpetually posting uh, real content, which is Bible verses. That's her, like, that's, like, the the parody content that everybody loves and follows this parody accounts for. They follow because they want the Bible verses, and she slips an ad in here and there, right? So if you can build a push notification that sends daily anything you want, like, maybe you are Jeep, like, you can make an app and like post amazing photos of these custom Jeeps every day. Like every day, you're like every morning, 8 p.m. or like 8 a.m., everyone's gonna get this sick-ass photo of a Jeep. And then once a week, they're like, yo, that car mod that you saw on that Jeep, like yo, you check it out here. Or if people click the photo, you can have a list of the car mods in your app. Right. And like, people can be like, okay, cool, that bumper cost 2,500 bucks, I'm gonna buy it right now. Um, so it's like finding a way to make all, all of your all of your ads come out of like content.
1: I feel like you probably get this a ton in like your consulting meetings right now. Yeah. But, uh, what about TikTok? Like, what's your, <laughs> what's your take on that? Like mm-hmm. it's such a, it's this huge fucking presence right now. You know, um, what do you think of it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't have the app person on my phone. I've had it there for a little bit. It is so addicting. Absolutely. Like time ripping. Um, I, I I think it's good. I th- I think they are lying about a lot of things. I think they are inflating numbers and like results and like, that kind of stuff. Like people are getting a ton of followers super fast, and like I'm just i very skeptical about it. And I've heard a lot of things that they are inflating numbers. Um, can I confirm that? No. But my opinion on it is I do I do know quite a few people monetizing and like making uh, pretty decent amounts of money uh, using it. it. Is definitely a great awareness tool. Um, if you are doing anything in music, it's amazing because they integrate to Spotify. So Every time someone plays a loop, I believe it counts as a play on Spotify. Really? Uh, so you can oh, use wow. it. Yeah. So you can use it to kind of like build your Spotify. So for musicians, it's great if you can get your music to play in the background of people's uh, things. Like that Renegade song has probably like gone to the moon at this point on Spotify and everywhere else uh, because of that. So if you can make your songs pop off on there, it can probably do really good for you. Um, I know some people who do monetize it for e-commerce, but like uh, you're almost like gambling a little bit. Um, the way I always, I always tell people it's like when you're doing anything influencer related um, most of the time you won't even break even. Most of the time you're going to take a bit of a loss but when you do become like a bigger company you have the money to spend on awareness like that um, by all means go ahead because even though you're taking a loss you're getting awareness. Uh, the best deals you can set up with influencers and like I'm pretty sure you guys have seen like majority of people think oh I'm just going to buy one post and it at that but like what you should do is try to work out a long term deal. Look at Gymshark. Like Gymshark all of its like uh, influencers, they're rocking Gymshark. They have like a discount code in the bio. They're like wearing that shit for years. Like right. their whole thing is, I'm part of Gymshark. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I feel
1: like Gymshark built up those influencers with them as a company built up because yeah. they all got popular together.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like having those dedicated people. So if you're gonna work with like TikTokers and stuff, like you want them to show your product like in every video. I mean, like it, it definitely gets hard depending on your product and your niche. But, um, what, again, like what I recommend, uh, with influencers at the end of the day is, uh, take them with a grain of salt. Like you always won't make a profit. If you are on a tight budget, don't, don't go and waste your money on there. Like work with real things like Facebook, Google, uh, and Instagram's like paid platform because like they will get you like real numbers and data you can kind of work off of. When you use an influencer, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to give them a discount code. And like most people use a discount code probably and like, you just you just don't know at the end of the day. Like there's no exact metric unless you can give them a link that they people click from that link and it tracks it perfectly. But like how are you doing that on TikTok? You're trying to like on TikTok you're trying to make a sale by like, look at this product. It's cool. This is the website. And then they go to that company and they're like, I have no idea to tell if all of this traffic came really from that person. Unless they're the only person pushing traffic at the time and you're not doing anything else. Um so TikTok I think is interesting. It's definitely worth a test, but I'd say like the base of things you should figure out Facebook and IG ads get into Snapchat and Google ads um, and then kind of get into the influencer stuff because like those metrics are like guaranteed they will last way longer than like you trying to like find a bunch of in- like some people think oh I'm just gonna run a bunch of influencers and that's how my business grows and it's like that's not it that's like temporary influxes of traffic whereas like if you can figure out a good Facebook ads with like Couple of million people in an audience. You let that shit run for like yeah. weeks to months at a time, and it will perpetually produce you like approximately around the same results unless like crazy things are happening in the world or like into your business or industry. So, yeah.
1: like you've been doing this thing for nine years now, right? Nine, nine yeah. Years, yeah. So <laughs> a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say I'm a let's say I'm a business. I'm a company who's shopping around for, uh, you know, a consultant or a marketer. Uh, someone mm-hmm. to help me with my company and let's say they're listening to this and they decide <laughs> not to go with you um, yeah, yeah. what are the what are the signs of a good uh, marketer someone that i know will actually um, help drive results and not just yeah. you know take my money and kind of go with it
2: oh man i mean when you work with smaller marketers uh they're always more different people there are tons of like freelancers out there that are like working with just a few companies. So it's kind of like, you're their lifeline. When you're working with like massive agencies that are like, yeah, we have a team of like a hundred marketers who work here. It's like, that's not always the best thing to see. Like I have a team of like four to six. Uh, We have like four people who are like full-time, full-time managing, like managing ads with us and like doing email marketing and like apps and like design and like those kinds of things uh, nonstop. And we have a few couple people that are like extended when I need the help from them. Um, But majority of the time it's like, I I would recommend going to smaller freelancers because like they're deeper in circles. They're potentially trying to learn. They want the best for your business. Um, the really big companies, most of the time it's like one dude in a cubicle and he is afraid to take any risks because like if he messes up one client, that's his job out the door. And like a lot of the bigger guys are, they're kind of given like this like booklet instruction. That's like, this is the cookie cutter methods of how to do, um, Clothing e-commerce or like uh, restaurant like online sales and like so on and so forth and it's like they're kind of good but it's like because those things are so overdone and saturated it becomes hard to get past anything. Um, when you're working with marketers, it's also good to find people who can uh, also who also have <coughs> experience in Photoshop um, and some like light video editing because like they'll be able to help make you like real good content instead of only relying on you for content like and you know, all my clients like I help them make most of the content. Like I'll help them with video edits. I'll help them with like, uh, like photo direction at the least if I'm not doing the photography. Um, because like at the end of the day, the marketer knows what works. Like build backwards from the marketing plan if you if you can. And so uh, I suggest going to pe going to people who are smaller or in smaller groups. Um, that. And like, if you can find somebody who's referred them out, um, or if you can speak to their past clientele and kind of get like a feel of like, what's it like to working with the sky? What are the results you got? Um, because a lot of these marketers, they, they all love to talk a lot of shit. They all love <laughs> to like hype themselves up. Like, I've, I've spoken at a ton of conferences and I see all these guys claiming things that I'm like, the reason we built Numari in the first place, that jewelry store was, uh, for the sole purpose to take there and be like, we did everything from scratch. Like, there was nobody else involved in this. We did the production. We did uh, the website. We did <laughs> the designs. We did all the shipping and handling, the customer service, and so on and so forth. Like, there was no help that went into that, um, whereas a lot of these other marketers who go to these places are like, "Yeah, had to just campaign for, like, McDonald's, like, this one time, and, like, I'm basically the reason that McDonald's is McDonald's, and they are like, <laughs> no, there's like, <laughs> there's, like, hundreds and thousands of people who, like, are in those companies, like like, I, when people say they do, like, marketing campaigns for Apple and Facebook and so on and so forth, I'm, like, that's <laughs> sick, but those companies have so much awareness to begin with that, like, if you didn't do that campaign, they still have made millions and, like, live without <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it's people who have, like, like, and I'm not trying to, like, boost our company by any means, but, like, we've helped take people from, like, literally, like, we have people we're working with currently that haven't even launched yet, where, like, making their brand books, we're making their websites, we're working on kind of like the ad creative um, to kind of like be perfect for when they launch and like help them build up. Like we've helped build companies to like 20 mil from like day one, like $0 in sales. Um, So if you can find people who have like good reviews and good clientele like that, who they've helped that were like small and like didn't have kind of like like, homie, if Apple came to me and they're like, you're only working with us, like, obviously I'm going to say yes. But, like, I can't take that to a conference and flex it and be like, I made Apple, Apple. Like, Apple yeah. is already Apple. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah. basically, look for, look
1: for people who are, you know, a little smaller, more tight-knit into the community. But mm-hmm. it sounds like one of the more important things in particular is someone who actually has, like, tangible skills outside of marketing mm-hmm. that they can apply to to you to help your company grow
2: yeah um obviously you got to be willing to also pay like a slightly higher price because like you hire a marketer um and a lot of people later down the line are like can you just can you do that can you just can you do that like go in with hey what are the things you can offer me to be like okay marketing i'll pay you x amount per month for the marketing um graphic design i'll pay you x amount for the graphic design copywriting i'll pay you x amount for the copywriting like Make sure you kind of figure out everything that kind of goes into it um, because to, to run a company and to run ads, like you need somebody who is doing the copywriting, you need somebody who is making it creative, uh, which is a photography or videography or whatever it is. You need somebody who's maintaining the website and those kinds of things. And it's like, these aren't all hard skills to learn. Like these are all services. Like my, my company, we've gone and expanded. We've learned all of those things. So like we can produce someone's website and offer them website management on top of the creative and cooperating and like the ads and all that kind of stuff too. So um, yeah, kind of like like figure all those things out that you need in advance. Talk to other people who have smaller companies or build companies and be like, what are all the things that you think I might need? Like it's it's always good to have like a small mentor in the space and like that kind of thing. Um, and the next best thing is literally just speaking to their past clientele and current clientele. and going like, what's it like? What do they do for you? Um, what's the relationship like? How often do you communicate?
0: Um, and so on and so forth. Mm. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. I read your, um, article on Forbes, actually. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that kind of tied into what Rage asked you about, um, in terms of what, uh, marketers can do for companies. And yeah, I think you touched upon this a bit earlier before, but, uh, you like to really get into like the details of things and like how much like in terms of like asking companies like what their margin is i don't know how many marketers really typically do that i'm yeah. not entirely sure um but <laughs> yeah. like uh how much do you think that plays a difference um with your company at least yeah i mean
2: like i think it definitely helps because like uh at the end of the day let's say if your product costs 10 dollars to produce and you it for 60 bucks that's very important for i believe the marketer to know because when i go to run your facebook ads i know what break even is for you i know what Profitability is for you, and I know where you lose money. Because in my head, I might be like, oh, well, it probably costs you 30 bucks to use, so I need to get like a two time return on your ads to at least have you break even and then try to scale that. But then when I find out your product only really costs $10 to I'm like, okay, we have a lot more wiggle room that gives me a lot more money to spend over maybe these areas to collect data that we can later use to increase the return on ad spend um, as the company has continued to grow. Um, because most people, when they start companies, <coughs> the issue becomes they're not profitable for a very long time. Like my goal with all my clients is to, um, if they're just starting out, try to get as close to, to break even as possible so that they're not kind of like burning a hole in their pocket. Um, and then get them to profitability as soon as possible. Like it definitely, it, it takes a lot of, uh, relief and weight off my shoulders when I know they're at least breaking even and making a little bit of a profit. Um, and I kind of get like super real with them. I'm like, Hey, listen, what's the, what's the, What's the budget for this whole thing? Like, what are you trying to spend on like product and like these kinds of things? Because like again, like I know my manufacturers that can maybe introduce them to, them to help them to help them get their cost down and that kind of stuff. Um, and they might be like, Oh, I have a sick PR agent. I'm like, what are they charging? And they're like, 30 grand for all these features. And I'm like, I got I got a girl who can do it for ten. Um, I think it, it helps a lot because they understand like I'm not just here to collect a check off them, I'm actually trying to help them elevate their business. Like the bigger their business gets, obviously it's like the more I end up getting paid too, but it's like, I'm not just here to be like, okay, here's my like four grand for the month. Like give me the ad creative I piece. I'm going to make the ads, let them run. Uh, hopefully they work. If they don't, whoops. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's how like all <laughs> the operate. They're just like, oh man, these ads aren't working. The ads you created, you gave me sucks. And it's like, that's not the client's fault. You, like, you gotta help them out. You gotta guide them. And like, I think when you're working with companies like like we we charge less than those companies do. Like we should be charging more because we offer we offer all these extra things and like we try to be there as much as we can for the client. Like I develop like actual like friendly relationships. Like my clients that like live in Toronto, we go out and we get food, we like hang out, we like talk about relationships in our lives and all these other things. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, I think marketers that kind of do what we do are like super undervalued and there's. There's just not a lot of us. Um, yeah, so definitely knowing profit margin, those kinds of things play, like, a really strong role in my opinion.
1: Yo, um, how legit are these, like, social media marketing classes you'll find for, like, 900 bucks oh. USD online? Like... Oh, my God.
2: Uh, there are <laughs> so many. So many. Like, honestly, okay, the only one I want to give, like, shout-outs to that, like, can get a little expensive, but, like, it's definitely super worth it is this company... These guys uh, over at Foxwell Digital, um, I gave a shout out to them. Like, I was giving a lecture to a uh, Schulich class yesterday over Zoom, um, and they were kind of like, hey, like, where do you get your resources? Um, I don't always learn like a ton of new stuff in their classes because, like, I, I know a lot of these things, but that little like those little nuggets that you do pick up are really great. Like, Foxwell Digital, it's uh, F O X W E L L uh, digital.com. Uh, I don't get paid any money by them to like push them, but like they are some of my favorite people to like learn from uh, when they do drop new courses and stuff. There are so many people pushing the I made sixty thousand dollars this month on Shopify, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like they don't tell you how much money they're spending. They're like, <laughs> they're just doing a bunch of random shit, and like, uh, I would say be very skeptical. Um, don't just buy courses; like, look for reviews, look for other people who've taken the classes. Um, we might have learned. You're probably better off like finding like an actual mentor and somebody to like teach you one-on-one. Like I take on one-on-one students to actually like teach them and be like, like I'm like developing a course that I want to teach at like the university level. Hopefully I should like, um, or even just like starting oh, my sick. own school on it. Yeah. So it's like the the way the course is structured is like it starts with um, like kind of like year one is like you start with just learning creative and like copy and that kind of stuff where we, where I'm gonna teach like basic Photoshop and then we teach like basic video editing and then we teach like basic copywriting. And then level two gets into like, okay, now you now you know how to make all your own content. Let's like, let's start building your website out and like building actual ads out because like now you can make all the content that you fill into the website because like most people are like, okay, cool. I wanna start a business. I gotta hire a web developer. Okay, cool, the web developer, he needs copy and he needs content. I got to go get a graphic designer, pay more thousands of dollars to, like, populate that stuff. And it's like, you can do it all yourself. You can make these super professional things out of, like, templates and stuff that exist on the internet um, for absolutely for free. And it's, like, your own time. And the other shitty thing about having, like, all these different people that are working on a project until it's, like, down the line it's a full-time job is the fact that you have to go back and forth from a graphic designer to, like, a web thing. you're web developer like over and over and over again. And it's like, you want to make a small changes that cost you more money out of your pocket to message a guy on like WordPress or something to be like, hey, can you make, can you make these changes? Um, so the way the course works is like, it teaches you how to build all your own content. And then it teaches you how to build your own website and like those kinds of things and put the ads together. So that now you can do all your own copywriting, you can do all your own content, you can do your own websites. And then level three gets into, okay, how do we actually use the Facebook ad manager and all these platforms like Snapchat and like email and those things to Um, make myself profitable or at least break even uh, to build those things out and then when you get to the final level it's like something that uh, is not being taught anywhere in my opinion it's like super important thing that's called community uh, that most brands don't really like push hard enough it's like there's very few brands that push community um, as hard as they should and by community I mean like it's like yeah you get all these followers and you're perpetually trying to make sales but it's like how are you building those people to come together like there is like like the rave community in Toronto, for example, is like so strong. Like they have an entire Facebook group with like ninety thousand people on it and like everyone's dropping memes and talking and making jokes and stuff there. It's like what isn't your average like diehard brand that you actually love? It's like people who love uh sneakers. Like there are sneaker communities that exist on like Reddit and like sneaker groups and like those kinds of things. Like those communities are the reason that like those like niches like stay alive and thrive so hard, and the reason sneakers cost two hundred bucks to purchase and you can resell for two grand and that kind of stuff, right? If you can build like those super diehard communities, uh, you can make the most powerful brands like in the world. It's like why is Off White so hardcore, and it's because like the community is so diehard, like. It's insane. Or, like, Jeep people. When Jeep... Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you drive a Jeep and you drive past another guy with a Jeep, like, they wave at each other. Like, I they don't they know love each other. That. They just wave at... Yeah, it's like... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's like, why are people in, like, their Nissan Altima's doing that shit? It's like... I don't know. But <laughs> Yo, they Honda said They should heard. definitely be doing that. <laughs> yeah, like, they built this... Like, it's, it's little things like that that, like, they... I don't know if they even realized they did it, but they built community doing that. So it's like... The final level of the course is kind of like how do i build community that's something i push really hard with like like Tapcart, for example it's like how do you build your community using real content for for, like things that just relate to your brand that you push out um so yeah it's kind of like the course i'm trying to like develop right now and i'm like kind of like testing it on a few people that want to learn it and i'll let them kind of like pace it at their own at their own uh rate i like teach them over like video call or if they want to come in person like learn uh obviously right now it's all a video call but but yeah, I'm kind of like guinea pigging it, and then um, I teach like a little bit at, at conferences and those kinds of things. Uh, but yeah, like kind of moral of the story is like you can learn all of this stuff for, like even if you don't learn it from me, like you can go on the internet and learn all of this stuff entirely for free. Like yeah. I've never paid for, a, well, I pay for some classes now, just like learn some extra stuff. Like when I was growing up, it's like I didn't pay for anything. Like, I just I just made mistakes. I just learned. And I learned everything else from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh I mean yeah, I always get I've been getting these ads forever just in terms mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, look, this is my this is my Shopify page. Look at the money going up as I record this video, like stuff like yeah. that. I mean
2: yeah, the other thing to keep in mind too is like a lot of these guys are like you go to their Instagram, they're like walking onto this like little jet thing and like they're like sitting in front of a Lambo they've rented. Um a lot of these dudes like okay, let's say they do a hundred thousand dollars in sales on the Shopify they're like flexing all these people. Let's say they also spent, I don't know, $70,000 in ad spend. Um, and then the other $30,000 that's left over probably went to cost a product, and maybe they just broke. it. Right. Um, but what did end up happening there was because they spent $30,000 on products, $70,000 on uh, ads, and totally spent $100,000, right? They might be like, wow, they didn't make anything, was what was the point of any of that? Yeah. They used their credit card for everything. So now they have 100,000 Visa points. They use those piece of points to book all those right. little private jets, like the little private jets, and like the little like that. They rent the, like the Lambo for a day for a couple hundred bucks. Like they use all those points they're getting to make it look like they're rich most of the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a really interesting thing. Like credit card points are like it's really interesting how people can like build and abuse them. Yeah. Um, because you can just build a business that breaks even. And you're just like, when you go to the accountant, you're like, yeah, hey, we made no money. And they're like, okay, cool. Like your tax is going to be like next to nothing. Uh, you pay the accountant with your credit card again. Um, and you get more Visa points that you end up using for like these crazy like things that you can do and go to an adventure. Like I know a few different like laptop warriors that literally just live off Visa points. And like there's people who just go to, like, they just live in Thailand and shit because like, they use the credit card to redeem, uh, like, actual, like, to pay off in cash uh, for their cards. And then they're spending, like, eight bucks a day to, like, live in Thailand. That's crazy. So,
1: yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, this, <laughs> this interview is an hour and a half. So um, I think it's a good time to cut it off, man. I learned a lot. Okay. I don't want to take any more of your time. I'm having I'm having fun. If if we could go on longer, I would. But I know you're a busy for guy, sure, dude. For sure. Um, I
2: appreciate that.
1: Uh, Pierre, do you have anything you want to add to close off? <laughs> uh,
0: no, that was that was a crazy plethora of information <laughs> that uh, just handed to us. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, that was awesome. Well, I, you know, I'd love to just chat again sometime. I know you're yeah, yeah. super busy, but oh, this is a blast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we can definitely hop on a call soon. Yeah, uh, is there yeah, anything yeah. that you want to talk about? Something coming up that you want to
2: bring up? Oh uh, I mean if anybody wants to like learn anything by all means uh, reach out to me. Um my website is uh ABTXN dot com or you can hit up the company website at uh N O R T H R N dot com. It's northern without the letter E. Um somebody wants to contact us, they can do it through like either of those. Um and yeah, if you just need somebody to shoot the shit with or talk to at any time, like by all means send me an email and like we can have on a call. Um yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks for tuning into the six initiative podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a comment and review and follow us on Instagram at six initiative to keep up to date with our current projects. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from or any specific field you want to hear about, send us an email or a DM or a comment and we'll do our best we can to make it happen. If you know anyone who would benefit from this, please don't hesitate to share. Thanks again for listening and we hope you have a great rest of your day.